Welcome to WTS Waikato, Season 2. It's a radio show and podcast about the goings-on in our region under the new normal. I'm producer Gary Farrow. Farmer Andrew Johnstone and music teacher Zed Brooks have been recording music since the days of analogue, and now they've released an album in the digital age by the same ethos of love for home-baked music. Going by the name Brooks and Johnstone, WTS spoke to the act about their history together and the album, When Summer Falls Break Down the Walls. Who's that knocking at the door? Who's that knocking at the door? Yeah, who's that knocking at the door? Uh, I, I'm not Zed Brooks. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Andrew Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was working at Mobile Hillcrest. It was in the 1980s. Roger Douglas was in charge. Oh. Interest rates had gone up to 18% and the farm I was working on couldn't afford to pay my wages. So I got a job pumping gas at Hillcrest New World. And one day this a Toyota van, this is in my mind, he, he'll correct me in a minute. A Toyota van pulls up with all this music gear in the back. And I said, oh, are you a musician? And he goes, oh, I might be. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I thought, oh, he is a musician. He's really ultra cool, you know. And, and um, I was and just he, bewildered. I felt, I felt a bit intimidated. And, and, I, and, I, and we, got, but we got chatting and he said, oh, I've got a studio, a recording studio I've built just around the corner. And um, I said, oh, okay, I'll come. And, and I don't think he thought anything of it, and I did come. <laughs> yeah, and we recorded yeah, yeah. an EP, um, yeah. and then we did we recorded a solo EP, mm. which was a, a real revelation for me. I mean, cause, because I always imagined when I finally got to a recording studio, the studio itself would be the thing I wanted to play with. Mm. I wasn't interested in being a great guitarist. I was interested in working in the studio. And Zed was of exactly the same mind. You know, the studio was an instrument in itself. Mm. So we just bonded straight away, didn't we? You know, we just yeah, had the yeah. same mindset. Like, f- <laughs> here we are. Excuse my oh, good. F, <laughs> F. F bombs. Yeah, F bombs. I said, you know, I, I was just like, I found a soulmate to, to you know, on the same mindset. And we and we just had the most fun, didn't we, recording yeah. that EP? Yeah, because it was like, I, I always remember, like, you came in and you'd be like, you'd just strum your guitar and you'd, like, lay down this backing track. And you'd kind of have the verse bits. And then you'd have all these giant sections in the middle of, like, about eight or 16 mm. bars of just, like, nothing. And you'd just be strumming the same thing. And I'm like, what's going to go in there? And, and you'd just be like, oh, you, you come up with something, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out. Mm. I'd be like, okay, cool, all right. That's been the way, and it's been the way we've done it ever since, hasn't it? Like, actually hasn't really changed that I, much, I turn up, I turn up with a half-baked idea and go, here, Zed, you sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then we did two Hula Troop. It was a band I was in. We did two Hula Troop, an EP and an album. And mm. then I did another EP, a solo EP, and then we tackled the big one. Mm. We did an album. Yeah, concept a album. A self-financed concept album, mm. uh, which we recorded, and then we re-recorded in a bigger, better studio. Yeah. Uh, well, with well, somebody else's coin. Yeah, mm. Yeah. well, we, we kept some of it, obviously, but yes, yeah, sort of added in. Mm. It had no drums and stuff, eh? It was kind of like... 
acoustic guitar and a whole bunch of live instruments because we had double bass and, and yeah, yeah, accordion. And I think we, we, we sort of we sort of made up rhythm because this is before, you know, you had your Logic Pro and mm. you could just dial up a drummer. Yeah. But I remember doing things like um, running my hands across cymbals to, in time with the music, oh, so yeah. you get the swishy, yeah, sort of rhythmic beat. And we and we started doing things like that, you know, mm. and. Um, and people, I remember people coming in and going, oh, you can't do that. And we're going, well, we're doing it. And it's great fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 You just making it up. As we, as we, yeah. we just didn't know. So we just made it up, didn't we? Mm, being, being naive in a recording studio is a, is a wonderful thing. Because mm. there's, there's endless possibilities, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. yeah. That said, today I'd say you could go in uh, with a lot more naivety because it's so accessible to be able to record and to be able to produce music. Whereas um, back then, obviously, it was more analog recording and you had to actually uh, know what you were doing a bit uh, when you went in there. Kind of, yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, you, you know, obviously you needed a bit more skills in the engineering side of things to get it all down and get it working. But um, it was still highly experimental. And, you know, like... The thing with me and Andrew is like I, you know, I had heaps of bands and just doing the regular kind of rock recording, indie rock, did a lot of that stuff, and then Andrew would just sort of go, "Can we do this?" And I'd be like, "No, you can't do that," and and, I, and then I'd be like, "Oh, okay, let's give it a go. Why not?" And then we go, "Oh, actually, that works." Mm. <laughs> so basically, we just pushed the boundaries and all sorts of weird directions. Yeah, so the, the the album itself, I think it sold that that was the Warflower that sold two hundred and fifty copies. Woo. But 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 <laughs> gee, did wasn't it you know, it was a it was a it was a strange journey. It was a mm. journey of neurosis and angst and, and, mm. and craziness. But you know, I I put I'd say to a musician, never recorded the same album twice. Mm. Which is what Taylor Swift's doing at the moment, isn't she? Re recorded yeah, all her albums. Yeah. That's right, yeah. But it's it's actually you sort of record it and you, then you're finished with it and then you've got to do it again and it's like oh yeah you've moved on since then yeah you yeah. moved on but um zed zed built so this was tandy's recording studio out on the morrinsville road and he yeah. built that himself he built it from scratch and it was hamilton's first multi-track recording studio yeah, it was wow. in a barn yeah yeah in yeah. a barn hamilton yeah. Yeah, it was isn't, in a, isn't yeah. that classic hamilton's <laughs> first multi-track recording studio yeah. was in a barn i know and but hilarious. it was awesome you know 16 yeah. tracks yeah. And, then, and then zed left there and, and and then came downtown and he built the zoo which was like a, a million track digital was new zealand's first digital studio wasn't it I think I think it was maybe. I think when I was definitely Hamilton's. (laughs) So I did Zed's um, profile for Audio Culture, and um, uh, and I'm pretty sure in my research, I I um, the zoo was the first digital studio in New Zealand. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. There've been a lot of technological firsts like that for Hamilton, hasn't there? Yeah. We did the first CD as well. From the Waikato, right there you go. <laughs> Just and, teasing. And, and, and Zed's Zed's band, which precedes um, us working together. Uh, sh- um, what was it? Schrodinger's cat. No, oh, Step Chant Unit. Step Chant Unit had yeah. the first top forty hit out of Hamilton in the modern era of the New Zealand charts. So they were, he was the first Hamilton act to chart. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Which is quite something. Yeah. And just in the charts. They'll though. never take that away from you. Yeah. That's right. Life Snuck in kick, there. Life will, around a bit. Life will out. kick you in the guts, but you'll always have that. 
Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, and then, and then after that, you know, I think we were just exhausted with each other and we went off and did our own things. And then when we, yeah, yeah. We, when, we, when, we, when we met up again, it was about 2015, it was just straight back into it like, like a day hadn't passed, had it? No, it was, it was kind of weird. It was kind of, oh, should we try doing some music together? Mm. And it's like, bang. It was like straight away, like the first jam we had mm. actually ended up being like snow on the radio or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was just song after song after <laughs> song. And um, we must have recorded 50 or 60 songs mm. in the last few years, didn't we? Yeah. There's, there's a lot that hasn't come out. And there's, we've got another album just waiting. Um, yeah. We'll get this one out of the way and then we'll put the next one out. Yeah, we've got like an album and an, and an EP, actually. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But it's, um, you know, I mean, uh, while we don't, we're not a live act or anything like that, we just, we just, we just write and record and, and it's, and it's just, I've often thought about this and it's just a really magical process. I mean, I'm, I'm quite neurotic and, and quite, I get all tied up and knots about things and, and Zed's very calm and he's quite, he's kind of the opposite of that. So it makes a really nice balance. So you've got that intense craziness which is an essential part of creativity unfortunately Mm. and uh, but but you also need the other side of it too you need a a calm stable head to keep it all together and 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 that works really well as a team Mm. yeah i I often i often um i often uh feel a bit the jealous is not the right word i just i just admire your calm steadiness and I wish I could be more like that because <laughs> I tend to fly off and I and and get, I'll get stuck on a bit of a song and I'll just become obsessed with it you know yeah and and yeah. And, and, and well Zed just calmly works through everything you know yeah I just kind of think yeah we'll come back to that later let's get get the rest of it sorted out <laughs> come back so this uh, this is our so our we we've got a new album out it's called uh, uh, what's it called when summer falls break down the walls yeah which yeah. they thought up. Mm. Yeah, I don't know what it means. <laughs> but, uh, it, it, yeah. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. It so kind of works. It, it happened sort of by accident because it, uh, um, a fellow called Costa Botes decided he wanted to make a film about me. Which mm. is a very strange. I'm still struggling to get my head around it. But <laughs> the film got finished, and then he got funding to for post production, and then we suddenly realised, oh my god, this is going to be a big thing. And then he got a he's got a distribution deal for Australasia, and it's going to be in the film festivals, and it's like oh. so. This is the Maggie and Tilly film. This is the Maggie mm. and Tilly film about my two cows, and yeah. um, we thought, oh, we better we better get the music part together. But, yeah. you know, but right on the back of, uh, of, of yeah, because yeah. you know, often we just work in obscurity, don't we? So, yeah, we kind of like obscurity. We do. <laughs> but this is a chance to sort of broaden our audience, and yeah. Um, yeah. actually, but uh, the, so we pretty much had a finished album, and then Costa wanted to f- do some filming in the studio, so we set ourselves a goal. Um, mm. Let's see if we can write and record a song in two hours. Oh yeah, that's right. And we did. Yeah. And then we go. What should we call it? And and and, and we were in Zed's kitchen, and um, there was a jar with a label on it called Summer Honey. So we called it Summer Honey. Mm. And we thought that was a pretty cool name. And uh, suddenly, it's a pretty sweet sounding song. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, people go. It's an EDM. 
track and people a few people have said to me they go oh aren't you a bit old for edm making edm music and i go well my cohorts and that's what he teaches mm. he teaches at school like, of audio engineering he teaches kids how to make edm music yeah so, you know. that's my latest job it's yeah. like teaching yeah. kids how to make house music <laughs> oh. it's also yeah yeah that's a little bit of a weird career change but that's good fun i've definitely developed an appreciation for electronic dance music well it's, it goes back to what we said at the start you know the studio itself is a is a tool you know i mean look okay digital recording is very different to analog recording but you're still going to know what you're doing you know you and and you know, i mean I, I can operate a simple system but mm. Z can operate you know he he, he can you know you've got your you, you've got your basic recording setup but then you've got plugins and you've got add-ons and 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 mm. it gets really deep doesn't it yeah yeah and and you've really got to you've got to have a really wide skill set to be able to operate a studio especially mm. if you're trying to operate it like a, a musical instrument mm-hmm. yeah for us like because we we basically we bounce ideas off each other really really fast hey it's yeah. kind of like what about this said and Andrew will just like pick up a guitar or a random thing and just start making some sounds and be like, oh, I've got an idea for that. And then I put that down. So the idea is we've got to capture it super fast before we forget what that idea was. And then we just, it just works from there. Hey, and it on. does, and it's a lot of to and fro. Like I, I, I'm not as good a musician as Zed and um, often I'll come up with an idea. you are. <laughs> well, not, not, not really, no. No, I'm pretty shit useless compared to you. So Sorry, I said words no, again. Really. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, and, I, and I'll often say to Zed, oh, I've got this idea and I'll, and I'll sort of play it to him and he'll go, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that. And he'll play it perfectly in, 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 in a way that I can't do it. And, and I'll admit this, I mean, I haven't, I've never... You know, like yourself, you know, you've dedicated yourself to learning instruments and playing them, and I've always found the instrument side of it to be just an annoying. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's the ideas that really inflame me, you know, mm. and, and so... No, I'm know. kind of the same. I, I basically just... I can play an instrument just enough to get it down, you know, get the idea down, and that's about it, you know. Oh, give yourself a bit more credit. You know, because <laughs> yeah. I, I often come up and say, look... We need a funky sound like 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 in Shaft. You know that song Shaft. You know Isaac Hayes and you know, the guitar goes like that and goes. Ted goes, oh, I wouldn't even have a clue how to do that. And I go, here's the guitar, and I and 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 I'll press the go button and you just do it. And he does it, and mm. he does it perfectly. Not really. It's my version of Shaft. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. did you aim for any particular sound when you were putting the album together, or did you just go with the flow? Um, no, we basically, because we had like a about 20 odd, 20 or 30 songs, we just picked the ones that kind of worked together in a suitable kind of fashion. And it, ter- it turned out to be sort of a groove-based album, didn't it? Mm. We were very big on, on a groove this time. The last album was very angsty and deep and meaningful. Yeah. And this one, <laughs> we, 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 you know, like, like what, what we've done, you know, our first incarnation of working together, it was often um, working on my ideas. And I'd come in and, and do it. But this time around, we, we're working as a team, mm. which is quite different. So it's, t- it's taken us from 2015 to 2018 to really establish what our sound was as, as, in, as, as a team. Mm. And it turns out to be very groove-based. Yeah, yeah, totally. I met a Might have been the moon. We danced 
and it's, it's interesting that we it's like every time we get together because Andrew has to come up specially you know and it's you know even that's kind of a bit of angst eh, getting up to Auckland and oh, God, you know, yeah. the traffic yeah I mean I was of the understanding before the misunderstanding that uh, you had worked on the album together remotely but then it's just Zed is based in Auckland and Andrew you're based in the Waikato um, but I, I, I was saying how that's a big enough distance yeah, yeah. It's actually been quite good since COVID because you don't mm. you don't spend hours sitting in traffic anymore. Yeah, everybody's well, working now. from home. Yeah. yeah, but we actually did do like um, some collaboration, across, you know, through GarageBand, and like Andrew would come up with an idea and bring it up, for example. So there was that sort of offline collaborative thing. But we but we kind of moved away from that more recently. It's just that there's a there's a certain magic when we get together in person. We like jamming, you yeah. Know, that's what it comes down sure. to. Eh? Jamming yeah. is much better. It is much better, you know, and we just have a lot of fun, and yeah. uh, and you just don't have that same kind of fun working remotely. Though mm. a couple of years ago, you went to Canada for a couple of weeks, and you gave me all these music beds. Oh yeah. And every right. single one of them's um, either on the album or on the next album. And, oh, yeah. and that was that was one time we did work remotely. Mm. So so you gave me the beds and I took them home. And while you were away, I put lyrics to them and rearranged them. And yeah, yeah, uh, uh, chop bits out. Yeah, when, <laughs> and when, Zed, when Zed came home and I said, oh, he said, how did you go? And I said, well, here we go. And he goes, you've ruined my tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You've taken the best bit out. <laughs> <laughs> you turned, but that was the chorus. You made it into the verse. Yeah. But you got, What's you got going it. on, man? You, you got over it. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Actually, almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little my, bit more counselling. My favourite song <laughs> on the album is, is California, California, and that was one of those songs. And that's mm. where I, I turned the verse into the chorus and vice versa. Yeah. And you that's were right. like... <laughs> yeah, oh, it's the first time what? I've actually seen you really upset. And now it's a Beach Boys song. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but that actually came from a conversation we were having. Like um, one day we were just sitting down and we started playing music from our our childhood. Because you know we're the first generation of Kiwi kids to have a TV in the house, and mm. um, we're going oh we're playing theme songs from TV shows and. And 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 um, themes from films and and just pop music that we liked from the radio in those days mm, as mm. we're growing up, we suddenly realised that because I'd always thought of Zed as an English influenced musician. I kind of am. You but, know that sort of yeah. English electronica from the eighties and seventies mm. and eighties, and and I always sort of view as that. And suddenly we we listen to this music and we're going got so much music that we really like that's really sitting in our psyche and it's really influenced us as, as people is, is southern california mm. and, yeah. and 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 you know it really had a profound effect on our life we don't we don't actually the more you think about it it's incredible how much california culture is synonymous with kiwi culture from those days isn't it pop culture mm. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of it was because of TV and stuff like that. Exactly, you know, yeah. So that's what time. California, California came from. It was an ode to the the music that made us, mm. made us the people that we are. It was a bit of a nostalgia trip, yeah. In some mm. ways, actually, we got this techniques, you know, where we kind of like every time we get together, we're like, oh my god, can we still do it, Andrew? You know, <laughs> can we still create? Can we still come up with a song? Because we try and do this thing where Andrew will come up and we have a session. And we'll work on some stuff that we've got to work on, you know, update some lyrics. And the stuff boring like stuff. The boring, tedious, left brain kind of stuff. 
and then but we always have to have a jam you know and so every time we have a jam we have a new song pretty much and it's like is this time going to be the time when we don't come up with something really amazing <laughs> in a new song and it never works out that way eh? because we're just even if we're kind of like oh I'm not really feeling it you know we're both there kind of looking really depressed and then we just start making a sound and all of a sudden hey, it turns into Bang. something it's yeah. like wow and we also have this other technique we've kind of like um we're like, well, what should we do? Like, let's let's have a jam, but where are we even going to start? And so sometimes we'll just like watch some YouTube videos and kind of complete tangent, mm. you know. And, and those days, like you were just saying, Andrew, it was like, yeah, some of it were the early stuff was looking back at those TV nostalgia hits and stuff. But um, it could be anything. It can be just kind of like, oh, I heard this good song this week, and then we try and do something, and we we kind of wanted. I guess we're trying to embody that, but we fail so badly embodying it that it just comes out as our own thing. That <laughs> sounds almost nothing like it, but it's inspired us. You know, it's got like a kernel in there somewhere. But that's that's uh, that's one of the good things about creativity. You know, like 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 you know, the, the, there's been a lot of court cases lately as, as songwriters take artists to what's mm. the latest Mar- Mariah Carey, the Christmas uh, song. Oh, really? Yes. Uh. Somebody said it's not like our song at all, but they stole the intent. And it's like, are you kidding me? But but you know, the, but this is the thing about infl- about creativity and artistic creativity, is that you're always borrowing from other people. Mm, and, oh, totally. And, and 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 you know, often you know, um, Zed will play me a bit of music, going, let's 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 make something like this, and we go, and I go, yeah, yeah, let's do it like that. This is a really cool song. And then we do it, and it sounds like nothing. It's nothing like it. Nothing like <laughs> yeah. it. But 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 but. But it has inspired you to create something new. So once it filters through your psyche, it comes out completely different. Yeah, yeah it's always disappointing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's funny though. It yeah. is funny. It's like yeah. So we'll listen to a sort of a rock song. Next thing we're doing some dance hit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But that's 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 not what we were trying to do, Zed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the album, uh, well, it took us about this collection of songs about three years, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. Was it ten songs on the album? Right. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was it was just because of the COVID thing, really, it just slowed everything down. Plus, we also wrote two other albums in between time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> started them. Yeah. Started them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, these all these songs all sort of all coalesced together. It wasn't a complex process. So when you're making an album, so you've got to write the songs, and you need about twice as many as, as you think. Mm. Mm. Yeah, always. And and then you've got to record them, and that's you think think of a song. So you've got bass, drums, keyboards, guitars, vocals. You've got to record all that stuff. Some up to forty tracks sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> no, more than that. More than that. Oh shit, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, we're like seventy to hundred tracks usually. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, by the time you, know, you do our little vocal bits and oh know, yeah, yeah, we get a little your know, little cymbal hits, random cymbal yeah. hits yeah. and stuff. Yeah, and then he, and then and then of course that's when I finish. But Zed's the technician of us, so he, mm. he does the mixing and mastering, and then you've got to come up with a song list, mm. and you've got to put them in order, which is which is a nightmare process, isn't it? Sometimes it's like mm. you know, that's why I always go, well, you do a list first, Zed. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know you. And I then I go, that. that's a perfect list, we'll do that. It just makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then you've got to do a cover. You've got to come up with a cover. Oh, that's a nightmare. And then once that's done, you've got to do the worst part, 
which is market it. <laughs> and I suppose working um, out of more or less a shoebox in relative to, to, to mainstream commercial music, you're effectively your own producers, your own marketers, your own managers. Mm. Um, that's a lot of work on a couple of people um, who have just strenuously recorded um, dozens of songs. Mm. Well, it's not, the, it's not the most fun part, I've got to say. No. Yeah. But this this time around, well, you know, I end up I end up doing this because because you know I spent most of my life in sales and marketing, so um, and there's a reason why I stopped doing sales and marketing because I hated it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I, I've got sort of basic skills for that. So, but but I do it. But this time it's been a real pleasure because the response has been. I'm I'm used to recording an album and putting it out and people going uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but this time oh, around like, it's completely different. People yeah. are going, "Wow, this is a really good album." You know, mm. these are great songs, and oh, this is my favorite track. And oh, yeah, yeah. it's like, well, mm. yeah, yeah, and quite a weird range of tracks that they're liking as well. But... Yeah, do we want to discuss that a bit? Because we talked about um, California, California a few minutes ago. But yeah, would you like to highlight any of the other tracks and discussions that have been about it or anything? Well, we, we did we did decide to enter a song in, in the Silver Scrolls, which is APRA, which is the, um, the musicians agency mm. in New Zealand and Australia that collects royalties for musicians. Mm. And they have a songwriting contest, the Silver Scrolls, which is the pinnacle of songwriting in New Zealand. So we, we thought, well, let's ask, we, we'd sent out about a hundred copies of the album to friends and we said, well, let's ask what people thought, think we should enter. And um, we thought the best song on the album that was gonna be the a big summer hit, a big banger, was uh, the first track, which is called Got A Good Feeling. Mm, yeah. And we thought that feeling. was the track, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and nobody mentioned it. Mm. In fact, nobody's mentioned it to me at all. So it's like, um, yeah. Um, and and the one the one song on the album I didn't want to be there, which Zed believed in, and I because I trust Zed, and if mm. he says yes, that's fine with me. But if mm. it had been up to me, I wouldn't have put it there. That was the one that everybody liked, mm. which is incredibly annoying. Yeah, it's <laughs> because I am always right, Andrew. You are always right. Actually, yeah. I was talking to another producer the other day, um, who's uh, Scott Newth. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, who you trained actually, didn't you? Yeah, way back in the day. Yeah, yeah he, he he was um, he 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 came out to the farm to get some firewood, and he was asking me about the album, and I I said, he said that song Silver Eyes, that's a great song, and I, I, I laughed and I said I told him the story, and he goes, ah yes, producers always know, they always know what the right song is, and then yeah. I thought about got a good feeling, and I thought well sometimes yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, um, one of the tracks that has gotten most traction from from friends is one called Cat Bus, which is about mm. cat, you know Cat Bus, yeah, yeah, from the Miyazaki yeah. film, mm -hmm. um, My Neighbor yeah. Totoro, yeah. And um, I remember that I remember that a lot of the times it's very hard to remember writing the songs because one of the great things about our collaboration is that. We walk into the studio and we instantly fall into the zone, don't we? Hmm. We just go into the zone and we just work for 
eight hours mm. and you, you know we finish this we'll, we'll start a song from scratch record it and finish it and then a few weeks later i'll say to said do you remember recording that song and he'll go no <laughs> yeah that's real weird eh like because we just it just comes out of you and like we because we do it so often eh? you know you just don't even know and it's and so it, like that's a really good one yeah did, did we do that <laughs> <laughs> and you, you'll pull stuff oh, out of files and you'll go remember this and i go i don't remember that at all <laughs> but that's a, yeah, it's a, but that's yeah. a good thing because to, you know athletes often talk about being in the zone but it's the same for creatives as well you know you you just mm. have a knack of falling into this little space and it's just a dream world mm. Mm. and you really imbue what you're thinking at that immediate time into the track as you record it don't you that would be yeah, how yeah. it works i remember um peter gabriel said something like that a few years ago that he looks back on his material which he recorded with genesis and he has no idea what he was on about <laughs> um but that mm. that almost imbues the art with a personality of its own it's it's mm -hmm. contained this moment and this this creativity that is even gone from the creator's heads exactly and and and, and that's the other thing too is you know people are listening to the album and then they go i love that song about this today and you go Oh, really? Is that what it's about? And you go, yeah, yeah. You go, that's well, that's great. Yeah, that's fine. You know, because you have your own idea what the song's about. But people have completely different, different. They listen to the words and they get a completely different meaning from it, and 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 that's part of it. But 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 our process is very intuitive. You know, there's not a lot of thinking going on. I shouldn't admit to that, should we? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're basically just kind of reacting, eh? So you know, we just take turns. And it's kind of like that's a cool riff. Oh, I've got a riff to go with that. And then you just whack it out, and so and that's why you, because you're just like reacting, and it's like a jigsaw puzzle. So it's almost just finding a piece of this jigsaw, poking it in there, you know. And I guess it's a bit of your own style that, that's, you know, it's probably always the same shape jigsaw piece in some ways. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's why you just don't you don't remember it because once it's gone through you, you're on to the next idea, and you've just forgotten it. Yeah. Um, so um, with Cat Bus, I left the Z Studio. And I got on the bus, which stops right outside his house, mm. which is fantastic. Mm. And I'll admit to being slightly inebriated and something else as well. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was feeling really good. And I got on the bus and it's raining and it's cold. And, and I'm sitting there and the lights are sort of flashing by. And I fall into this fugue state. And all of a sudden, the whole song, as it was, popped into my head. And... And I just got the phone out and I started doing the beat and I just sang the song. And then the next week I brought it to Zed and I said, have a listen to this. And he goes, oh, and, and that was it. I, he, that was it. He just took over from that point and he, he, um, he, he, he found the melody and he laid out the basic track and he goes, it needs, a, it needs a bit of verse. So he dumped the verse and he wrote a verse and then he goes, and it needs something else. The chorus is great, but it need, the chorus needs to have something else before it goes into the verse. And he wrote that bit. And then he played all the instruments. And I basically just sat there for the whole day and on the couch and I just wrote <clears> lyrics. <throat> and he just completely took over. And um, at the end of the day, we had this incredible song. And uh, um, I don't even remember that. It's <laughs> the most listened to song we've, we've ever written. Um, and cool. and, and I, don't, I don't remember much. I, mm. I suspect I might have played the bass because I listened to the bass and I'm thinking, that sounds like my style. Mm. But, I think but, you, did, you did the original. I think I redid it. 
Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but just got rid of all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. I waited until you'd gone. Yeah. Um, and I think we might have redone the vocals um, at yeah. another stage just to mm. just to get a better take. But um, yeah. Um, Actually, that's another thing we do. That's like so there's a, a side thing. Is like we're not scared to kind of like we pretty much finish a song and just go, oh, there's just something not right about it. And it's like we'll just dump an entire section and just chop it out and do something else. You know. Which you'd know as a writer, Gary. I mean, mm. I learned that yeah. as a journalist as well. You know, you've 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 written something that's really good, mm. and it's awesome. And you're looking and going, "I'm a clever bastard," but it doesn't fit with the story. Exactly. And yeah. that's the, the art yeah. of editing. You go, "Well, it's fantastic, but it doesn't fit." So goodbye. Mm. Mm. Well, we just splice it out, and that's a starter for something else. And then Later. another song, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if it's a good bit. Yeah, mm. but definitely when you're working on deadlines or anything, or you're working on a, a, a an overall project, um, you don't want to linger too much on trimming trimming a track mm. down or an article down by a few seconds or words. Mm. Um, yeah, that's definitely yeah. how it works. But we <laughs> but we have this rule where any one of us can kind of say nut. I'm not happy with that. Let's redo it. And hey, you know, even right at the very end, we've done it a few times. It's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> what, Andrew? <laughs> I'm pulling. That's why I've got no hair. Actually. <laughs> yeah, I'll come in and I'll go. I'll arrive and I go. Zed, I've been thinking, <laughs> and I'm just like, ah. Oh. Yeah, and and, and I, I get I do that when you go. I've got this great new plugin. <laughs> and I go, oh, oh geez, yeah. here we go. Okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Up the garden path. Here's, here's, a, yeah. here's another four hours down the, dr- you know, but <laughs> yeah. while he sets it all up and then he does this incredible thing and you go, oh, bloody hell. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the thing I would say about this album, though, uh, you know, of all the albums I've ever recorded, is that every single song arrived in a spontaneous moment mm. we didn't have to fight anything you know we it was just it just they all just happened and arrived and um, um, except except for silver eyes the girl with silver eyes which the reason I didn't like it is because I actually struggled with the lyric I don't actually remember anything about the song at all I just mm. remember writing this lyric and it was a very revealing kind of emotional lyric and I don't like writing that kind of lyric. I like mm. to be a little bit more obscure. <laughs> yeah. And and I'd actually opened mm. myself up and it was like, oh God, I don't know if I can live with that. And um But Zed liked it. Mm. And that and that, you know, and you know, and and even that they and that's part of the is the team as well. You've got to trust the other person. You've got to take the point of view and if they feel really strongly about something you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. That's part of the thing. If you argue strongly for something, that's that's fine by me. You know. Uh, yeah, because that's a <clears throat> that's a downside of when you're working on your own stuff. Is that yeah? Sometimes you just hate the one thing that you did in there, <clears throat> or one of the things that you did, and you just go, oh, I just can't listen to that yeah, song because that one it. thing that I don't like, and you ignore everything else. Mm. You know. So that's that's where it's good to do the collaboration. You know. And, and, and let somebody else have the responsibility for giving you permission to like something. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so t- add, take a deep breath. Now, that was the magical moment for the album. So we, oh, yeah. um, we decided to. We've, we've been talking about the style of music we've been making, and we thought, you know, we were both thinking we both like groove, and perhaps, perhaps that's the key. 
perhaps that's what's missing from what we're doing. We need to get into more of a groove. And I just picked up the bass and I start, I think it was C, D, G or something. You know, the very mm. basic chord structure. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I was playing this and I was going, oh, this actually sounds quite good. And, and you're going, oh, yeah, but it's a basic chord structure. You know, we can do better than that. And, and, but I said, no, well, let's persevere. And you, you started doing a beat. You started programming a beat. And all of a sudden, it just happened, didn't it? It just bang the whole song, and 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 yeah, yeah. it's got the most amazing chorus on it. And and I don't even remember doing that. It's like, and I remember saying to you, "How did this song, from from our perspective as writers, the song was absolutely perfect." And and I remember saying to you, "How did we, who did this and who did that and how did this happen?" And you don't know either, no, do you? I can't remember. I, yeah. can't, I can't remember where the chorus came from. I remember the verse bit because it was a, one of the first times that we both, you just jotted down sort of four lines on a bit of paper and we were both singing them, like alternating on the same mic. So that was a real interesting thing for us because, you know, normally one of us will do a vocal and then the other one will do a vocal and then we'll kind of s- switch backwards and forwards and do stuff like that. But um, but this one was basically just kind of like, okay, you do the first and third lines, I'll do the second and fourth lines, and we basically just did this overlap and just sang it, even though it was the same thing, we're singing all the way through, pretty much. We that's all it's non-edited. It's basically every verse is unique. Mm. Kind of thing. Every line is unique. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Right. So you're like dueling on the one mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, which is kind of different. Yeah. And, and I say the lyrics are kind of repetitive, but uh, there's quite a few songs with the lyrics on the album. The the lyrics repeat, and uh, you know we there are songs with complex lyrics, you know heartfelt lyrics. But we also just wanted to just 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 mm. err on the side of simplicity, and um, mm. sometimes just just something hypnotic and repetitive and over top of a groove and it just feels really nice to do it's nice it's good fun mm, yeah. yeah hell yeah yeah but we knew take a deep breath we were onto something because as soon as we started playing it to people people were going oh wow that's really amazing and we put it up on Bandcamp, and we got mm. random people going you know adding it to their playlists and stuff and we got so we knew we were onto something and that we sort of started designing the album from that point on, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, and it changed. We changed our kind of writing technique to a bit more of that sort of thing as well. Yeah. Hey, now this is no insult to anybody because because we're not that way inclined. But our friends started calling it the gay song because, <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, 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 because um, we're singing together, alternating lines, and the second verse is "Where's that kiss, the healing kiss?" Mm. And we're, we're talking to each other about mm. it's a metaphor. It's yeah. a metaphor, but of course your friends take it literally and go, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. we yeah, didn't know yeah. you guys were that way inclined. And we go, well, yeah. well yeah. at least people were taking notice of it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. And I think the video kind of sort of helped that whole vibe as well. Yeah, like, it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I must admit, like, I'm, doesn't doesn't really mean anything, but it was kind of hard case when my friends said, "I was at that gay song." I'm like, "What?" Hey? <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess it could be taken like that. Hmm. Look, I okay. look, I the worst ways to set the rest of my life than being a gay icon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah. th- that's that's how that's how the whole album is. It's just mm. one song after another of these these incredibly beautiful surreptitious moments of of creative euphoria. Mm. Yeah. Mm. What's yeah. your favourite song on the album, Zed? I don't know. It kind of changes, but actually, I must admit, it's like the first time I've been able to listen to an album after I've finished 
and mixing it and mastering it without sort of like, oh, oh shit, I still had to fix that, oh. And yeah. You don't have that feeling? No, no, I can actually enjoy the songs again. So what have you been listening rare. to? What do you like? I still like Girl With Silver Eyes. Yeah. 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 To me, because I... <clears throat> it was so hard to get the vocals because it got a real fast vocal in the chorus. You know, the that was so hard to actually sing. And actually, and then when after it was finished, it was so hard to get all the sloppy vocal timing and get it all kind of sounding good. And in the end, it just like it was magic. I thought, you know, just nailed it. Plus that cool little melody thing. I love that. I think I think that song came from one of your music beds, didn't you? It's an instrumental you put together. Yeah, I think it did. Yeah. And yeah. and you sort of put it on, and I and you said, listen to this, and I started humming along to it, and I'm going, I think I can put a lyric to that, but we need to change this. And Zed goes, oh, we're not changing anything, and 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 but we did. It changed. Yeah, it changed. Yeah, yeah. but you came up with that that vocal line though. That was cool. Did I? The chorus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was you. Oh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. See, that's the trouble. We can't remember anything. It's yeah. Just, it's like a blur. Yeah. So I thought you did that. No, you did that. Well, what's remarkable is that we've been doing this together for 35 years. Holy crap! Yeah. We're in our 60s now. Shit. Yeah. And we actually we actually wrote a song what about two a month ago. Mm. Remember that instrumental with the saxophone? Oh yeah, yeah. Which I think's the best thing we've ever done. Yeah. You yeah, but, always do that. Yeah, but you always do when yeah. you're creating a new song. It's like, yeah. oh my this god, this is the best thing. Oh god, god. Yeah. yeah. But then after you've worked on it for a bit, it's like, uh. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you you've got it worse than I have because he he he's got to he's got to mix and master. Yeah. So so like yeah. I'll play an instrument and I'm a say I'm a sloppy musician and I'll, I'll I'll do the whole song but there'll be lots of mistakes in it. He's got to go through and fix it all up. Yeah, and, and tidy yeah. it because like, we, we just whacked it like we just keep adding shit you know there's like like I say 70 to 100, 150 tracks of stuff and sometimes you go yeah that's great it's finished everything is in there I'll go and tidy everything up make it sound good and then sometimes you're burrowing down you go oh my god there's, there's like vocals in there from before we change the words yeah you know sitting underneath it but you can't tell because there's like a whole bunch of stuff on top but when you start cleaning everything up trimming it and putting it all in, in its place you sort of get oh that's not sounding so good anymore what's this and some kind of jammy you know not not a real word vocal kind of thing actually yeah. as we were in the mixing stage well you were in the mixing stage but, but you were sending me files and i was listening and i was just sending feedback mostly mm. just positive reinforcement you know like you know because i trust that's that's zed's part of the of, of, of the team and I don't interfere with that because he's, you know, he's the master. He's an expert at it, and um, um, there's hardly anybody in the country who's probably more skilled in the studio. So I sort of stay right out of that. Thanks, Andrew. I stay right out of <laughs> of that. But but sometimes I'll I'll, I'll I'll throw in a few, you know, a few ideas. And mm. one of the ones we did this time is is like we stripped or took a lot of stuff out, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. We took a lot of stuff away and and made the songs a lot more minimal. Mm. Which was something new for us because we are a bit bombastic, aren't we? Yeah, we it's get like, carried away, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Zed, add more Zed, stuff. Yeah, Zed's got this plugin <laughs> called Omnisphere, which oh, is yeah. like a collection it's, it's of synths. And yeah. uh, Zed goes, Oh, it needs more Omnisphere. And I'm going, Oh, God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Yet another five layers of synth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we took a lot of that, we, we minimized a lot of stuff. That yeah. reminds me, too, as we were watching videos. Remember, we watched a 1960s 
TV advertisement for the Maybelline girl. Do you know the Maybelline girl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and we were talking about you know as kids you know like you know, I remember watching I remember being a, just just a preteen watching Mary Tyler Moore, and and I fell in love with her. I just thought she was so beautiful, and I fell in love with the Maybelline girl, and I fell in love with Jan from um, oh the two families that. Oh, the Brady Bunch. Brady, oh, yeah. You know, you know, yeah, remember as a yeah. kid, you know, you fall in love with these, mm. with these, um, these, these women who are completely out of your reach and, you know, just naive kids, mm-hmm. kid love, and and then we we were watching this ad for the Maybelline girl from the nineteen sixties, and then we wrote something in the way that oh, about right, being yeah. in love with the Maybelline girl. Yeah, that's right. And and um, that's a song we've had mm. a lot of good feedback on as well. Mm. People oh, really yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, and we took some stuff out of that and made it better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's been a kind of. I think that was one of the big moves with this album. Actually, was just like being real brutal. It's like, mm. and, uh, and just, you're able to chop and change a lot more now in the digital age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, but it's more a mental thing because you know it's mm. it's actually quite hard taking stuff out once you get used to it. You know, it's that demoitis thing. You know, you, oh. you know, you get used to hearing something in there, and it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. It's familiar. You know. And try and take it out. This is what I find difficult working with other people. Actually, as a producer, it's like, Ooh, can we take this out and get more contrast? And they're like, No, I love that bit. <laughs> what about this bit? Can I take that? No, I love that bit. Yeah. So yeah, for us, it's just kind of like, oh, I love that bit, but eh, okay, let's try it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll just use that bit somewhere else. <laughs> and another track. Now we've got twenty songs on the list. Yeah. <laughs> So here we are. We've got an album, uh, and a a good album, and 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 it's running on the back of a film. Oh yeah! Isn't that strange? I thought I thought when I got to my sixties, when I was twenty, I thought when I got to my sixties, my life will be over. And and it's (laughs) kind of like it's kind of like you now now I'm sixty, and I'm I'm thinking I have a feeling this is going to be the best decade of my life. It's that it's that regression thing, eh? You know, it's like once you hit sixty, you just start becoming like sixty is like a teenager again. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you just like do stupid things. Yeah, and you're also, drunk a lot. And you're also you're also not afraid of yourself anymore. You know yourself. You know who you are. Yeah. You know how you operate within the world. You know what you want. You know what's important. And you don't yeah. care about other people's opinions so much, which makes yeah, music making yeah. a lot easier. Yeah. Because it can really send you, especially when you're younger and you're insecure and mm. and, and, and you're not sure about your music and, and somebody can walk into the studio when you're working and go, oh, fuck, that's a crap song. And mm. it can really floor you, can't it? Yeah. Mm. It can just, you're it, dependent yeah. on that affirmation, eh? Yeah. yeah. What you're doing. Yeah. 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 So you, you, you carry on, but inside you're shattered. It's yeah. like, Oh, I'm such a failure. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. I don't even know who that person was. No, <laughs> no, that would make such a difference. Eh? Yeah. Whereas yeah. you get to our age, and you're just kind of like, yeah, we're just doing what we want to do. You know. Yeah. What sounds good to us? Do you like that? Yep. I like that. Yep. Okay, we'll do it. Plus, yeah. you know, but, but, but makes we, marketing a bit harder. It makes <laughs> marketing a bit harder. But you do pick up stuff. I mean, you know, you know, like like the music these young people make today is very different to the music that we listened to when we were growing up but it still filters through you still pick up stuff yeah and and, uh, i'm not a hip-hopper or a rapper but there's lots of things i hear in the music and i go gee that's really clever that's really interesting but i often think a lot of uh, a lot of hip-hop and rap music is far too much on the side of uh, of cleverness there's 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 a you know and 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 we lose a little bit of heart in the music as well yeah, it's getting that combo, getting the emotion in there. Yeah. yeah. 
But uh, but I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people were quite surprised. I think that how much electronic stuff was in our <laughs> music, eh? You know, because they kind of go, "Oh, look at these old dudes." Yeah, well, you know, what, what sort of music yeah, do they yeah, do? Yeah. Is it is it rock and blues, or is it folk? Do you make folk, folk music? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you do you play the mandolin? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, where, where's your banjo? I yeah. can't find you. <laughs> where's the tubular bells? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah. yeah. Well, well, I, I was like, I remember, I remember. For me, I, I'd always fantasised about having my own little studio because mm. you know you, you go to the recording studio and it costs a bloody fortune. Mm. Just, yeah. You know, yeah. And it, I was just constantly poor because I was spending everything I had in the studio. And I remember I, I, I finally got myself a job and um, as a sales in sales. And um, my employer went to the states. So this is in the early 2000s, and he came home with a, a Mac, a MacBook. And I'd never seen one before. And I said to him, do you mind if I have a play? And he goes, oh, go for it. Because I was the first thing I'd read about Garage Band. Mm. And I started playing right there in the office. And I thought, oh, this is it. This mm. is where it's at, you know. And um, mm. and it's just been, you know, it's it, it's wonderful because you don't need analog instruments. It's all there built in, you know, synthetic instruments. And once you learn how to use them, use it. You've got a magnificent home recording studio, and and the world's your oyster because whatever idea you can come up with, you can find a way of making it real mm. without having to pay lots of money and trying to get your idea across to an engineer. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but you never had any problem like that with me. Uh, you know, uh, I'd worked with other engineers, and I'd be going, "Well, we need to do this," and they'd be just looking at you blankly. But you always just knew. You go, yeah, "Oh yeah, yes. I know what I know what you want." Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that's just because from working 30 years ago, I kind of figured out where your brain was at mm. at that point. Yeah. So now it's just like, oh, yeah, I know where he's going with this. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll race you there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, so people can get your album on Bandcamp? Bandcamp. Now, it's not on anything. Is it on any other services? Not yet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now this is this is a personal thing. So, um, and, and I want to thank Zed for indulging me, but but I'm not a fan of streaming services, and and I'm I'm especially not a fan of Spotify. I think the whole Joe Rogan thing mm-hmm. is just mm-hmm. awful, and I think he's an awful person to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I also dislike the way that streaming services do exploit musicians, not big stars, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. mid range and independents they get slaughtered by these streaming services, um, get exploited by these streaming services. And so this time around, I just wanted to do it on, and thank you thank you for indulging me, as I said, I just wanted to sort of focus on one platform, which is Bandcamp. The Bandcamp um, pay musicians proper royalties. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a streaming platform, but you can actually also download the music onto your devices as well. So we thought we'd just, just just for a start, we'll just go with Bandcamp and see what happened. And it's actually worked really, really well. And um, I say again, I was talking to Scott Newth the other day when he was out getting some firewood, and he was just saying, you know, he said, yeah, I've been listening to you talking on social media about streaming services and your opinions. And he said, and he said, I'd never thought about it that way before. But he said, I, I, I feel compelled if I don't. There's just that chance if I don't put my song on Spotify, there's that chance I might be discovered and we might get anything. Mm-hmm. But he said. It never happens, 
And he said, you put all this effort into these things and it never happens. And he said, um, uh, you know, I just kind of like that idea. I, I like mm-hmm. that idea of focusing on one service. And um, we've done all right out of it actually so far. Mm. Yeah. Sold yeah. a few copies, had lots yeah. more listens than we've ever had. So, mm. yeah. So that's been a bit of a, a bit of an experiment and, and a radical move. So we, 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 we're just trying to think of it. We were just trying to come up with a, a unique marketing idea for this album, something that um, suits our temperaments, but something that's different. And it sort of takes us out of the system, you know, the treadmill. This is how you release music. And nine times out of 10, it just doesn't work. So we thought we'd, we, we, we came up with a cover. We created a thing that's almost like a, an LP. You know, it's like, like in the old days. Mm, it's just a cover. Just a cover. And we put the, we, we wrote the down, give everybody a download code so they can download the album for free if they want to. And we've just been giving them out and it's actually. It's mm-hmm. our promo thing. Worked really, really well. Word of mouth. Mm, yeah. People yeah. go, I like this album and they post it on their own social media and it spreads from there. And yeah, so I think it's worked quite well so far. Mm. But we've only just kind of started here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah, cool. Yes, it's all experimental. You yeah. know, that's our whole life, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, do, it does break. Well, uh, the point I'm trying to make is, I think, is it, it breaks my heart to see other musicians. They're busting their guts, working in the system, working with these streaming services, and they get no reward from it ever. You know, mm. it's, it's. I saw. I remember when I was working at BFM in Auckland. I saw uh, an artist receive their first check from uh, Spotify. And it was like for maybe like a thousandth of a cent. <laughs> you know? oh, yeah, yeah. They, they got this check in the mail that wow. said zero point zero 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 seven three cents. <laughs> and you've got to wonder what the point is, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There is no point. Uh, our royalty know. checks have not been that bad. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a couple of dollars. Yeah. I think I, I think my last one from Apple was was I think I got forty dollars, mm. which is mm. yeah. yeah. But when you take you take this for example, so it cost a hundred dollars to print all the all the covers, mm. and then so far I've spent three hundred and fifty dollars posting them out. <laughs> Post is expensive. One eh? one one of these two dollars forty. What I know, that's I know. crazy. Yeah, yeah. so that that, that, that forty dollars yeah. royalty, yeah, d- doesn't go far. Uh, yeah. Doesn't doesn't even buy you much of a, a couple of beers, you know. No, <laughs> not even a main course in a restaurant. No, yeah, no. yeah. But we do it for the love, not for the money. Of course, yeah, we're idealists. That's yeah. true. Yeah. True, and experimentalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you awesome. know, it's a hobby. You know, yeah, I guess an expensive hobby and a, uh, it's a passion. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, as expensive hobbies go, I mean, you're the one who carries the. You built a whole recording studio, you know. Mm. Yeah, true. How much money have you sunk into that? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an addiction, man. It's an addiction. You can find the album at brooksjohnstone.bandcamp.com to have more of a listen. Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance, and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen.